Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 119 of the Money Love Podcast. Y'all, I have kind of a different episode planned for you today, but I'm actually really excited for you to kind of get this behind the scenes look on my month end reflection process. This is something that I have done every single month for several years. And it's a process that I used to take all of my private coaching clients through every single month. And I always got amazing feedback from them. And then last month in the Overcoming Overspending membership, I did a call with everyone inside the membership where I just said, okay, we're not really going to do any specific coaching on this call. We are going to use this hour together to sit and reflect on the previous 30 days and use the insights from that reflection to plan our next 30 days. And I called it a reflections and a planning call. And it was the first one I did. I did this at the end of September, again, inside the membership. And I really wasn't sure how it was going to be received. I was like, I don't know if people are going to like this, if people are going to think that this is dumb, if people aren't really going to get a lot out of it. I mean, I know I get a lot out of it, but I just don't know how other people are going to feel about it. And towards the end of that call, the feedback that I received around this process absolutely blew me away. I mean, everyone was like, this was incredible. I'm so grateful that I just took the time to really go through this process, really slow down and reflect, and also think about the next 30 days. And so I said, okay, we're going to do this every single month. And I was looking at the calendar when I was planning out podcast episodes, and I was just like, oh my gosh, (laughs) not only is today Halloween, so... Happy Halloween. But it's also the last day of October. And I know a lot of you probably aren't listening to this podcast episode exactly on, you know, October 31st, 2023. Maybe you're listening to it a couple days later or weeks later or even years later down the road. But I was like, this would be the perfect week for me to share my month and reflection process with all of you. Now, normally the calls inside the Overcoming Overspending membership are meant for members only, but I just thought it would be neat for you guys to just hear this process. So that's what I'm about to play for you guys. I know this is going to be a longer podcast episode than you're used to, and you might not have time to get through all of it today. This also might be a good episode that you want to listen to on like 1.5 or two times speed. Because again, this is a replay of the reflections call that I did at the end of September. But I do want to challenge you, whether you're inside the membership or not, to really think about and give some conscious thought to the questions that I ask you here. And maybe you're listening right now and you're not able to sit down and write things out. Maybe you're driving or walking or doing chores around your house. But I do encourage you to really come back, sit down with a pen and paper and give some thought to, okay, what went well this month? What didn't go well? And how can I take those insights to do just a little bit better moving forward? This is a process that I encourage you to do at the end of every single month, because this is the process of how you just get a little bit better and a little bit better. I'm going to explain it more once I actually start the replay. So I don't want to talk about it too much because I kind of cover this at the beginning of the call. 
But before I start the replay, I also just want to invite all of you to come join us inside the Overcoming Overspending membership for the month of November. There really isn't like a best time to join the membership. The membership is always open. Whenever you want to join and jump in, I will be ready for you and will welcome you with open arms. But joining at the end of a month and coming in at the start of a fresh month really is a good time to join the membership because every single month we focus on a new topic. For the month of October, we were focusing on debt. And for the month of November, we are going to be focusing on the topic of sufficiency and enoughness. Working on building up sufficiency within yourself, within your environment, focusing on the things that you have, knowing that you are enough and that you have enough, that you don't need to constantly be going out and buying more. November has always been a month for me, I think because of Thanksgiving, where I like to just reflect on everything that I have and practice gratitude for what I have. And so I figured that the topic of sufficiency would be perfect to take us through the month of November. So I invite you to join us. You can hop in at overcomingoverspending.com. And just remember y'all, podcast listeners, I give you $30 off your very first month inside the membership. This is something that I only give to podcast listeners because y'all are my favorite. (laughs) I tell y'all that all the time. Y'all are my favorite. You're my peeps. And so because of that, to make it just an absolute no-brainer for you to jump in and join us, make sure that you enter the code MLP30, like Money Love Podcast, MLP30 at checkout. Go to overcomingoverspending.com, go to the checkout page, enter in that coupon code, and then you're in. And you can join us for the month of November. Remember that you have my love it or leave it guarantee for your first 30 days. So you can come in, you can try it. If you're not absolutely in love with the membership, if it's not a place that you want to stay and do the work that we talk about on the podcast here, you can leave and cancel within your first 30 days and I'll give you all your money back. I've truly made it risk-free for you just to jump in and try. And I would love for you to join us for the month of November. Without further ado, here is the replay. This is my month in reflection and planning process. I really hope you love it and I hope it serves you. I hope this is something that you can do at the end of every month and it's going to serve you moving forward. I love y'all. Day is a reflections and a planning call. And here's what that means. What that means is that we are going to be spending time today reflecting on the month of September and also planning for October. This is a practice that I do myself. I've done this for several, several, several years now. It's a process that I used to take a lot of my one-on-one private coaching clients through, and I would have them do it at the end of every single month. And I always find it extremely powerful. The clients that I always took through it always loved it and said that they always got a lot out of it. And so Today, hopefully, and it's okay if you're not, right? Because you can come back and you can either watch the replay or you can even listen to this on the private podcast. But hopefully you're in a position right now where you can sit down, maybe have a journal, a piece of paper. Maybe you can take out the notes app on your phone and you can just give some thought to this. I'm going to walk you through this kind of like reflections process. And then at the end, I see like some people have their hands up and that sort of thing. At the end, we can do some coaching. Um, And also too, I'm going to be giving you guys questions 
And I would love it if you feel so inclined and if you feel comfortable sharing with what's coming up for you, put that in the q and I'm really sorry the chat's disabled. I will fix that for future calls. Put it in the Q&A and I will share it with the group. I always think it's really helpful and super insightful at the end of a month to block off 30 minutes of time and sit down and just think about the previous month and the previous 30 days. Because... Normally, if I were to come to you guys and ask you like, Hey, how was your September? How did the month of September go? Like what went well, what didn't go well? Like a lot of you, and the same is true for me too. A lot of you would have trouble probably coming up just like initially, like boom, 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 telling me what went well and what you learned and all the good that came out of the month. Remember how I always tell you guys that our brains are wired for negativity. Our brains are wired for scarcity and lack. Your brain always wants to focus on what went wrong and what didn't go well and how you failed and how you didn't succeed and how you, you know, didn't accomplish the goal that you said you were going to do, or you didn't get all the things done in September that you said you were going to go. And so because of that, typically our initial reaction, when we start to think about a month is we're like, oh, it was terrible. Oh, it was awful. September was just a, a bad month for me. Bad, right? Just an awful month. But the whole purpose of this is to do one of two things. The whole purpose of this reflection process is to one, kind of neutralize the circumstances, the financial circumstances that either happened or you created in the month of September. I'm going to walk you through that. But also to, to again, practice finding the good. Practice looking at like, what went well? What did I do well? What did I learn? How did I get closer to my goal this month? How did I surprise myself this month? Because I promise you, if we actually slow down, we can find a lot of great evidence and a lot of amazing answers to those questions. It's a practice though. How I always tell you guys, like if you let it, if you just let your brain run wild, it's always going to go to the bad. It's always going to go to where you fell short, even though you have tons of things that you probably did really well. And you have tons of evidence to point to of why September was an amazing month. And again, it's not that we're only going to focus on the good. We are going to look at things like, okay, like, well, what didn't necessarily go great in September? What do I wish could have gone better? What were certain things that I started to notice of like, oh, well, like this fell short and this happened. And again, it's really like looking at the past 30 days, kind of like a scientist. We're just going to be evaluating like what happened and why did it happen? And then once we have all this information and once we have all this data, we can actually use it to inform October. And so the second part of this process is planning for October. And we're not going to like sit down and make your like entire month uh, money map for October, your entire budget for October. You guys can do that on your own time. And I hope that you will. But this is, again, taking the reflections and using them to do better moving forward. And the cool thing about this process is when you are doing this every single month, when you make this an intentional practice to say every single month, at the end of the month for half an hour, I'm going to sit down and I am going to start going through these questions and giving some thought to the previous 30 days. 
and using everything that I learned to do better the next month. When you do that month after month, after month, after month, that is how we get progressively better and better and better and better. Because I want you guys to hear this. Like you are not going to come into this process. You're not going to come into the community. You're not going to come, you know, and completely like overhaul and revolutionize your financial situation overnight. Okay. That's just not the reality for most people. This is a slow and gradual process. Now, of course, human nature is that we're impatient and we want this to happen very quickly and we want it to happen overnight, but it oftentimes doesn't. It oftentimes takes a consistent commitment over a long period of time where we will see gradual change month after month after month. And that is why I am always telling you guys, progress over perfection. We are not here to do things perfectly. We are not here to come in and do a complete 180 shift overnight. It's not going to happen. If you can just do a little bit better in October than you did in September, and then do a little bit better in November than you did in October and so on and so forth. And you can do that and compound that for years, your life will be unrecognizable to you in five years, 10 years. And sometimes people will say like, they'll hear my story of like where I was at when I was, you know, 22, 23 and my spending habits and, you know, where I was financially and then where I am now. And people are like, whoa, how did you do that? Right. They think it was just like an overnight thing. Like I just woke up one day and was like, oh yeah, I was able to create this overnight. No, it took a decade, over a decade of me consistently being committed to this process and understanding that it was going to take time, having patience with myself, loving myself through the process, not rushing it, not forcing it, knowing that the good was coming for me. It wasn't a matter of if, it was simply just a matter of when. But knowing that being committed to the process over the course, doing this every month for 10 years, it's like, yeah, I've been able to create some pretty incredible results because I go into a new month, always thinking, how can I just get a little bit better? Like a common, um, principle in the personal finance world. You guys might've heard this before. It's in a lot of personal finance books, but it's just the notion of getting 1% better, focusing on getting 1% better at a time. So the book that I think, I think the book that I first read this in was Atomic Habits. And he talks about getting 1% better every single day. So he says, if you can just focus on getting 1% better every single day, a year from now, you're going to be 365% better, which is a lot better. That's like three and a half times better than you are now. Right. When we're in the moment, we think like, oh, it's so small. Oh, it's so minuscule. It doesn't matter. But this is like the compound effect at work in your life. Instead of looking at it on a daily basis, in this context, on this call today, we're looking at it in a monthly basis. But that is the mindset that I want you to approach this with. Like, we're not going to overhaul everything in October. We're just going to try to get a little bit better. So what I have is I have a list of questions for you guys that I'm going to be asking you. And again, hopefully you can have like a journal or maybe you can type on your computer in a Word document or something. And I'm going to ask you these questions and then I'm actually going to give you some time to think about it. I'm not just going to like blast through these questions, boom, 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 because I'm like, while we're here, we might as well do this together, right? 
So probably for the next like 20 minutes or so, I'm going to be walking you guys through these questions. I'm going to ask a question and I'm actually going to give you a couple minutes to think about it. Think about your answer, write it down, document it. And if you feel so inclined, share it in the Q and a, you can share it anonymously as well. If you don't feel comfortable sharing your answers and we'll go through this together. Okay. All right. So the first part of this process is getting really clear on what I call, and I refer to as your pure financial circumstances, your pure financial circumstances. I have actually done a podcast episode on this. It's episode 65 of my money love podcast. It's called pure financial circumstances. I encourage you to go listen to that at some point. But essentially what this means is we are going to strip away all of the drama, all of the color, all of the loud and noisy and kind of muddy and messy thoughts that your brain wants to give you about the month of September. The thoughts that are like, oh, this month was terrible. Oh, might as well just throw in the towel and just completely start over in October, right? We're not there yet. What I want you to do is I want you to take your spending plan take your money map, or if you don't have that yet, which is totally fine, just going and looking at your spending, like literally pulling up your bank accounts, pulling up your credit card statements, wherever you do your spending, and just looking at the black and white facts of, from a financial standpoint, what happened in the month of September. So when you have your list of pure financial circumstances, it's going to sound like in the month of September, I made X. I made this very specific amount of money. I spent X. You can do, I spent X as a whole. Like this was my inflow and this was my outflow. We can also break down your outflow more specifically to say like, I spent X and here's how that, that breaks down. I spent this amount on eating out. I spent this amount on clothes. I spent this amount on personal care and beauty items just getting very specific and very factual about what actually happened with the numbers. And during this part, I want you to be on to your brain when you were going through this and your brain's like, oh my God, look at that. That's a lot. Whoa, that's crazy. Wow. Look at you. You're out of control. Look at like, just be like brain. We're just looking at the numbers right now. We are not going to make the numbers mean anything. We're not going to give it any context. We're just going to say, this is what came in and this is what went out. And this is how it breaks down. And whether you are in the black, which means you're positive, which means you brought in more than you spent, or maybe you're in the red, which means that you spent more than you brought in. Like none of that really matters yet. We're just gathering the pure financial circumstances of what actually happened in the month of September. Okay. Now, this part we're not going to do on the call because that part might take you a little bit, right? But I want you to do this. Like, I want you to pull up your spending. I want you to pull up your plan and I want you to look at it. And for those of you who do have your money maps done, um, you know, maybe you have your money map done in YNAB. And I know we have some new people. So, money map is just what we call a budget, it's just a spending plan. You can also do you can also get pretty granular with this. Like for me, what I do is I'll say like, okay, this was my total inflow and this was my total outflow. This is what I spent in certain categories, but I'll even get more specific than that. I'll be like, okay, I have certain categories that I look at because I know that they're what I call um, 
they're just areas that I more so struggle with to stay with and plan. Eating out is a big one for my husband and I, that's the area that we struggle with the most. So that's a category that I always look at when I'm doing my reflection, my month in reflection. And again, just getting very circumstantial about it, very factual about it. I budgeted that we would spend $400 this month on eating out. And we actually spent 450, which means that we went over by $50. And again, I'm not making it mean anything. I'm not going, oh my God, like, like, it's just like, this is what I planned. This is what happened. And here's the difference. So you can get, you, you can keep everything very high level. You can get very granular. That's really your choice on what you find most beneficial. But I will say that the more granular that you can get over time, the more data that you will collect and the better that you can inform the next month, because the data is going to bring to light to you, like where we're struggling, where kind of like, um, what I call the leaks are where the weak links are. So if you just want to start very high level, you can, and then we can get more granular. Okay. So you're going to have your pure financial circumstances. The second part of this is where we get into the color and the drama, AKA your thoughts about the month of September, right? So the first question that I want you to think about, and I'm going to give you some time to think about this, but what story is my brain telling me about the past month? What story is my brain telling me about the month of September and how it went? based on these numbers. Now I know you might not have those yet, but even just like at a quick glance or even just thinking back to the past month, what story is my brain telling me about the past month? Give some thought to that. And if you want, share those in the Q and A and share them anonymously, but I'd love to hear. What is your brain trying to tell you about how the month of September went? Is it like it went great? It was awful. It stunk. It was terrible. It was fantastic. It was the best month ever. I personally always like the month of September. Like September always kind of feels like a, like a fresh start to me. Right. Cause it's like summer is kind of like officially over and you're kind of like, you're getting really close to getting into the fall and the holidays. And it's like, fun. Okay. Not worse, slightly better. Great. I should have planned better. Okay. Good. It's good awareness to have, right? This is great awareness to have over like, what's the thoughts that our brains want to offer to us. Okay. Mine is telling me that I'm getting better but I let some bad situations break me and I went crazy spending on one category. Okay. Good to know. September was exciting and transformative, but I spent too much on Amazon with my move. Okay. Now here's where I really want you guys to like lock in here. Okay. This is where the magic happens is the reason that we break out the pure financial circumstances. And then we break out the thoughts is because I need you guys to see that these are just thoughts. 
like the month was exciting and transformative, but I spent too much on Amazon with my move thought. I need more in savings thought should have planned better thought. These are thoughts that feel like circumstances to you. These are thoughts that feel real and factual to you, but really they're just your thoughts. Okay. We got to see that. We got to see that for what they are. Thank you guys for sharing. I really appreciate it. Okay. Here's the next question. Here's, here's where we kind of break, start breaking down, like what went well and what didn't go well in, ter in terms of like what your brain is trying to tell you what went well, what didn't go well. So here's the first question. What went well this month? So I'm going to give you just one minute to like write down a couple of things that went well this month in terms of your finances. What went well this month? The next thing I want you to think about after you've kind of jotted down what went well this month is how can I take that and incorporate it into October? How can I take what went well this month and keep that going into October? Give some thought to that. I love that. Somebody said, what went well this month? I started overcoming overspending. Yeah, you did. I know a lot of you did in the month of September. I had enough money in savings to cover an unexpected bill. Yes. Perfect. That's exactly right. That's what I'm saying, y'all. It's like when we really give thought to it, you're like, oh yeah. Like I had the money to cover that in the past that would have gone to onto a credit card, but I had the money for it. I had the money in savings. So what went well this month and how can I take that and incorporate it into next month? Next is the opposite. And again, remember here that this is all very subjective, but Good to know. The next part of this is what didn't go well. And what I typically like to do to answer this question is I like to refer back to the first part of this and look back to the pure financial circumstances of what actually happened in September and see where things are misaligned. So for instance, if I said that I was going to spend $400 on eating out and I actually spent 500 there was a missed mark. There was a missed expectation. And so again, we don't, it's our choice whether we're going to make something a problem or not. But also if you have the desire to fix that moving forward, we're going to put it here in this category. Like I have a desire to say like, I want to set a spending plan for myself that I stay within the confines of that plan. That's something that I desire for myself. Because when I do that, I'm in integrity with myself and I honor myself and I honor my decisions, which builds my levels of self-trust. So that's something that I desire for myself. So again, it's like looking back at your pure, pure financial circumstances. What didn't go well? Give some thought to that. 
Someone said overspent on eating out as a way to cope for the emotions I wasn't fixing with my other spending. Good. That's awesome awareness to have that. And remember, we're not looking back on this with criticism and judgment. You're the scientist. It's like you're the scientist looking back at your past self and just going, oh, that's so interesting. Oh, okay. I have the awareness now that that happened. This isn't like you're a failure. You screwed up. You're bad at this. You're terrible at this. Get it together. That's not the mindset and the energy that we're approaching this question from. It's just curiosity. Oh, that's so interesting. That's so fascinating. Compassion and curiosity. So once you have what didn't go well, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to say, okay, now knowing that and seeing that, what changes, what adjustments can I make in the month of October to move closer to where I want to be? So like for this example that this person gave, overspent on eating out as a way to cope for emotions I wasn't fixing with my other spending. So perhaps in the month of October, working on working on your skill of feeling, that could be something that you want to focus on in the month of October. I'm going to go back to kind of what you said at some of these in the beginning. Like I should have planned better. Okay, well, how can we plan better for October? I let a bad situation break me and I went crazy spending on one category. Okay, how can we use what we learned from that specific situation and do better moving forward? We can't change the circumstances, so we can't change the things that are going to happen to you, but we can always change how we respond to them. So that's not to say that we can completely eliminate crazy situations happening in the month of October, because they are either going to happen or they're not going to happen. But how could I respond better moving forward to similar situations than I felt like I did in the month of September? So we have our pure financial circumstances. We have our thoughts, our just general overarching thoughts about how the month went We've taken a look at what went well and how we can incorporate that and keep that going in the month of October, continue that positive forward momentum. And we've also taken a look at what didn't necessarily go great in our minds, how we're interpreting didn't go so great and giving some thought to what changes and adjustments can I make to do a little bit better? Remember, just slightly better in the month of October. So think about it this way. Sticking with this example that this person gave, I overspent on eating out as a way to cope for the emotions I wasn't fixing with my other spending. The natural inclination is to go, okay, in the month of October, I'm not going to do that at all. I'm not going to emotionally eat, or I'm not going to go eat out to make myself feel better or whatever. We're not trying to go from like, zero to 60 here or 60 to zero in this example. It's like, how can I just do it a little bit less? How can I just work on feeling my emotions a little bit better 
in the month of October than I did in September. And that doesn't mean you're going to do it perfectly. It doesn't mean you're going to nail it 100% of the time. So we don't need to make it mean that you're failing if you don't do it perfectly. Again, not the goal. How can I just get a little bit better? Even if it's like, just do it one less time than I did in September, that is a win. That's an amazing win. That's progress. Okay. Now here's some additional questions I want you to think of. What am I most proud of this month? What am I most proud of this month? Give some thought to that. Jenny, that's incredible. Jenny says funding one full month ahead with this month's income. First time. That is amazing. You should be really proud of yourself for that. That's awesome. Second question. How did I surprise myself this month? Surprise in a good way. How did I surprise myself this month? I decided to stop avoiding my debt and look at my pure financial situation. I'm proud that I'm learning with how to deal with the shame and work through my emotions. Amazing. Mandy says, I paid off a few credit cards with lower balances over the past two months. I had to use one early this month for an emergency, but was able to pay it off again by the end of the month. Awesome, Mandy. That's great. Getting back to tracking finances daily and using the budget mom trackers and categories again. Awesome. So good. Underspent on groceries. That's huge. I know Jenny, you and I have talked like food. You're, you're like me. I know we've said you guys, food is your kind of struggle area, right? I know you and I talked about that. So underspending on groceries, it's like, that's a feat in and of itself, but like celebrate that. Be so, so proud of that. Even being like surprised and almost like delighted with yourself. I love the emotion of delight. It's like, I'm so delighted with myself, <laughs> right? It feels so good. It feels so good to be delighted with yourself. And you didn't overspend on dining out. Amazing. So awesome. This one anonymous says I got sucked into old Navy and the thrift store multiple times this month and overspent. I was constantly window shopping to see what I could find. I guess you could say I was bored and I had FOMO. If I need to run to Walmart, I have to go into target old Navy thrift store, etc. Excuse me. They're all next to each other. It's a habit. I can't break. It's like, I need to go into all the stores in October. I'm going to create a list of things I can do instead of shopping. I also worked through multiple urges this month. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. I think creating a list of things that you can do is a great, like, what can I do to do better next month? And I'm going to, um, I'm going to give you one more thing anonymous that I want you to add to your list of changes and adjustments to work on. Actually, you know what? We're going to get to that anonymous. I'm going to come back to you. I spent the least amount ever on Amazon. Woohoo. That's huge too. Huge. Huge. Third question. What was one light bulb moment I had this month or one lesson that I learned this month? 
What was one light bulb moment I had or one lesson that I learned? What was one light bulb moment I had and one lesson that I learned? That you love having money. Yeah. Isn't it fun? Isn't it fun just to have money? It's so fun. It feels so good. Like I've gotten to a point where like that feels better to me than spending it, which I know takes, it can take time to get there, but I saw a clear correlation with stress in my life and responding by overspending on impulse shopping. Yeah. Again, I need you guys to like recognize like how huge just having a baseline awareness is of just like what's happening in your life and not just running your life on autopilot and never coming off and never slowing down to see what's happening for what it actually is and why it's happening, why you're doing what you're doing. Oh, I'm overspending because I'm bored. I'm overspending because I, because I'm stressed, right? Because of the circumstances going on in my life right now, I'm stressed and I'm responding to that stress with shopping. Just having that level of awareness can be a huge light bulb moment. Massive. I learned that I prefer cooking at home versus eating out. Huge. So major. So major. I've come to that same realization, I will say. Light bulb moment was starting the program was getting everything into undebted to get a plan. And the lesson I learned was how much I was deferring to PayPal with their pay and for and subscriptions. I moved everything over to my bank account and I canceled the things I forgot to subscribe to, or I forgot I subscribed to. Amazing. So awesome. And just getting all of your financial information, all of your debt information into like one place where you can clearly see it and undead it is like, okay, this month you're going to do this. This month you're going to do this. This month you're going to do this, right? It just lays it out for you so perfectly, so clearly. It's like, I mean, if that's not a light bulb moment, I don't know what is, right? It's major, major, major. Okay, now. Those are the questions for September. Now we're going to move into giving a little bit of thought to October. I have three questions for you for October. And then there's someone with their hand up. So we're going to wrap up October, planning for October. And then um, I can't see this person's name. It just says C. Cornman. So I'll bring you on for some coaching. Okay. So October planning. First question, what's one belief? that I want to work to strengthen in October. One belief I want to strengthen in October. Now to the person, to the anonymous person who was talking about going into old Navy and then, um, like if you need to run to Walmart, I have to go into target and old Navy and thrift stores and yada, yada. There was one belief that I picked out in your response that I want to offer to you that you can potentially work on in the month of October. Okay. Here it is. You said, if I need to run to Walmart, I have to go into target old Navy thrift stores, et cetera. 
It's a habit I can't break. That's a thought. It's a habit I can't break. I know it doesn't feel like a thought to you. I know you just think you're telling me the news and like the circumstances of your life. But when you think the thought, this is a habit I can't break, your brain's going to go, okay, you're right. Why try? So that's the thought and belief that I want you to work on dismantling in the month of October is this belief that you have that every time I go to Walmart, I have to go to Target and Old Navy and da 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 because they're all right next to each other. You don't have to, you're choosing to. Even if you feel a strong urge to, like even if you're going to the Walmart and you feel that urge, like, ooh, here's the Target, here's the Old Navy, right? It's not, you have to stop telling yourself that it's something that you have to do. It's not something that you have to do. And it's certainly not a habit that you can't break. And the more you keep telling yourself that, the more it's just going to continue to happen and become deeper and deeper reinforced. So what, how I want you to just start with this thought and this reframe is this isn't something that I have to do. This is something that I'm choosing to do. And if I want to continue choosing to do it, I can, because I'm an adult and I can make my own decisions, but this isn't something that I'm just like, I don't have just this, this thing that's like coming over me and possessing me and like making me walk into target. Now I'm not saying that you don't have a very strong urge to go into the target and to the old Navy. Like I understand it's probably a very uncomfortable emotion to want to go in there and then to not to go in there, but it's still something that you choose. You still have power and autonomy over it. So that's the thought that I want you to work on. You can work on others where you're just saying it's a habit I can't break. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You absolutely can. I have, I'm going to read some of these beliefs that you guys are going to work on. I have control over my money. It doesn't have control over me. That's one of my absolute favorites. One of my mantras. I want to strengthen the belief that my credit card debt is neutral and I will pay it off eventually. Yes, Maggie. Yes. That's one that's going to take some time for a lot of you guys. But remember, if you guys were in the masterclass, how I told you to do that. First, I want you to think about how does my debt not touch me? What are things that I love about myself that have nothing to do with my debt? If I were to wake up tomorrow and my debt was gone and paid off, what would be the exact same about me? And what would be the exact same about my life? How does my debt not touch my life? And how can I start viewing debt as a neutral tool? As it's just buying money. It's just, it was just a decision to buy money to buy something else. And what I'm paying, the price I pay to buy that money is the interest that I'm paying back to the lender. I am choosing to happily pay off this debt. Yes. Yes. Love all of those. Sue, you said, I love purses and I don't know why I keep buying them. I don't go anywhere. I want you to answer that question, Sue. And we have to stop telling ourselves, I don't know. If Sue, if somebody came up to you and said, I will give you a million dollars if you can just tell me why you keep buying purses, you would come up with an answer. You do know. 
even if the answer is just like, I like purses, you have an answer to that question. I want you to answer that question for yourself. Because when you say, when you keep saying, I don't know why I keep doing this, that's stripping yourself of your power and your authority. It makes you feel helpless. It makes you feel like you're not in control. It makes you feel like it's just happening to you and you can't fix the problem. You can fix the problem. You do know. So I want you to answer that question. And again, even if the answer at first seems very simplistic, like I just like purses. Okay. Start by answering that question and don't tell yourself, I don't know why I keep doing this. That's what you can work on in October, Sue. Is you stop, you work on getting out of the I don't know mindset. Okay. That my debt will be paid off and I will enjoy my life when I learn how to do better. Yes. <laughs> Jenny, I'm the same way with sweatpants. Yeah. I feel like we all have that thing where we're like, I buy a ton of this and I don't really even use it. I don't know why I do that. Don't tell yourself you don't know why. There's something about you that likes the sweatpants. There's something about you that likes the pers purses. There's something in you that is driving that purchase. Don't tell yourself you don't know why. Second question, what's one small financial goal I want to get closer towards or accomplish this month? Again, we're not out here to... Rome wasn't built in a day. Okay. We're not out here to completely overhaul our entire situation in 30 days. So what's one small financial goal I want to get closer towards or accomplish this month? I am relentlessly determined to overcome overspending. So good. That's such a good thought. I need to like tattoo that on my forehead. Don't I? <laughs> I am relentlessly determined to overcome overspending. So good. What's one small financial goal I want to get closer towards or accomplish this month? And you guys, when I'm talking small, I'm saying like, I want to go into Costco with a list and stick to my list. I want to just check in with my bank account for 60 seconds twice a week. I want to pay an extra $100 to my debt. I want to cancel one subscription that I'm not using. I want to clean out my wallet. Right? Think small. Think micro. Not sure if this is a financial goal, but I'm not going to target for the next 30 days. Yeah, that's absolutely a goal. I just wrote it down in my overcoming overspending workbook. So I have to look at it and it's not, and I'm not just thinking about doing that. Yes, Jenny. Yes. And what I find too for goals is if you are a visual person creating some sort of visual tracker. So creating something that shows like 31 days in October, maybe you could do little pumpkins or something. I don't know for fall leaves. But it's like every single day that you honor that word to yourself, every single day that goes by that you don't step foot into Target, you celebrate that at the end of your day. You can even have like an urge jar for Target, 
right? Where and just for the month of October, where you put 31 trinkets into a jar and every single day that you do it, you move over. These are my little dollar bills, but it's like every single day for the month of October that you don't go to target, you move it over. You give yourself that motivation and almost kind of like that satisfaction at the end of your day to be like, I did it. I did it. Remember you guys, celebration is so huge. Celebration is not just a nice to have. It is a requirement for habit change. We have to celebrate what's going well. Meal plan. Love it. Opt to eat a few more meals at home rather than dining out. Perfect. Yep. We're not here to be like, I'm not eating out at all in the month of October. You can do that if you want, but just a few more at home versus dining out. I want to pick one or two credit cards to use in case of emergencies and shred all the rest. Amazing. I love that. I want to check my freezer cupboards and create some meals from food I already have on hand. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Last question. This is the big one. How can I be kind and loving to myself no matter what happens in the month of October? How can I be kind and loving to myself no matter what happens this month? This one's a little bit more abstract than the previous two because we're not necessarily talking about like a thought or we're not talking about like a specific goal. But just thinking about how can I be more kind and more loving to myself no matter what happens this month? I don't know if you guys have heard, for those of you who know who Mel Robbins is, she's pretty big in the personal development space. She's um, Her podcast is amazing. It's one of my favorites. But she wrote a book called The, um, the High Five Method, which is basically where you give, your high, you give yourself a high five every single day in the mirror at the start of your day. And it sounds really silly. And she's written, she literally has written an entire book just about giving yourself a high five, right? You think like, how could somebody write an entire book around that? But the reason she could turn it into a book is just because there's so much like behavioral science and psychology behind it. And it sounds a little silly, but it's something that I've started doing of like at the start of my days, after I'm done getting ready, I literally give myself a high five in the mirror, right? I give myself a high five in the mirror and there's just something about it that just feels real good. Like it just gets me like pumped up for my day when I'm like, okay, here we go. Like high five. Right. And it basically just says like, no matter what happens today, no matter what I'm able to get done or accomplish, like I've got my own back. Here we go. The second thing that I always try to do is my brain has a tendency at the end of a day when I'm laying in bed and trying to go to sleep to like focus on like, well, you didn't do this and you didn't get this done. And you said you were going to do this and check this on for your list. And you didn't like, again, my brain wants to go to the negative and it wants to focus on the lack and the scarcity and what I didn't get done. And so a practice that I have to bring myself back to kind of that place of self-love is as I'm going to sleep and trying to get myself to sleep, I'll either do one of two things. I'll think about all the things that I did do today and that I did accomplish in a day that I'm actually really proud of. And I'm talking little. I'm like, I took the trash out. I washed some bottles. 
I changed like four diapers. I cooked dinner, right? Like I go and I start thinking about all the things that I did do and I did accomplish that day. Right. I rocked my daughter to sleep. I played with her. I made her feel loved. I made her laugh. I made her giggle. We read a book together. I sent this email. I did this coaching call. I posted this video. I edit whatever, right? All of it. And then if I get through my day and I'm not asleep at that point, I'll start thinking about all the things that I'm grateful for. And I started a hundred and I work myself down. <laughs> Sue, I love it. <laughs> Sue says, you're kind enough, smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. They do, Sue. People love you. People love you. Deanna, I'm a spiritual person, and when I need to give myself some self-love, I take a candlelight bath with a bath bomb and bath salts and just soak and read. Yes. I use an app called Think Up, which you can record affirmations in your own voice. Oh, that's so cool. I'm going to add a reminder to be kind and loving no matter what. Yes. Exactly. You guys got it. I can make being kind and loving to myself a priority and write reminders in my planner. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, whoever had their hand up, put your hand down. So that, which is totally fine. If you don't want coaching anymore, um, maybe you just had a question that we answered here. Oh, I don't even think they're here anymore. <laughs> oh wait, they are. I see them. Okay. Um, y'all, how did we like this? Did we enjoy? Was this helpful? I hope it was. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. <laughs> this was so fun. And I just want to say like, thank you so much. Okay. Awesome. Great. I'm glad I answered your question. Um, thank you for being here and thank you for like taking the time to go through this exercise. I will say like, I know at least, I don't know how you guys feel about this. This is just how like my brain works every single month when I get to the end of the month, my brain always wants to fight me on doing this. And it always wants to tell me that it's not important and it doesn't matter. And it's kind of annoying. And I just, I don't want to slow myself down enough to do it because I always want to convince myself that I have something better and more productive that I can be doing. But every time this is like exercising, right? Like every time I get through this at the end, I'm just filled with just like endure. Like, I just feel amazing. I feel so good focusing on the good and all the positives that have happened in the prior 30 days and also thinking about, okay, how can I make the next 30 days even better? Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Money Love Podcast. If you're loving the podcast, then I want to invite you to join me in the Overcoming Overspending membership. It's where we take this work deeper and apply the concepts and coaching from each week's episode into your own life. By being a member, you have exclusive access to my Overcoming Overspending process, 10 monthly live coaching calls with me, a private podcast, members-only community, monthly money topic and challenge, bonus courses, and so much more. There's nowhere else like it out there to level up your finances and life. Simply go to overcomingoverspending.com to join and you can enter in the code MLP30 at checkout to save $30 on your first month inside the membership. See you inside.